BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here with Judging Freedom. Today is Thursday, March 16, 2023. It's about 1145 in the morning here on the East Coast of the United States. Here are your hot topics uh, for today. Uh, You probably have seen uh, on this program and elsewhere uh, the the tape of the U.S. drone over the Black Sea being sprayed with uh, excess jet fuel by uh, the Russian jet fighter. We're going to show it to you again now, Gary, if you want to uh, put it up. So that's the Russian... Uh, jet fighter coming very, very close to the drone. You see the fuel oil being sprayed. There are the propellers on the drone. Watch what happens when you see a second jet fighter making the same run at the same drone. You'll see it coming out of the skies uh, any second now. There it is. This one uh, not only sprays fuel, but it also clips one of the blades of the propeller that stops the screen. You'll see the screen reassemble in a moment. And if you look very carefully at those blades, you see one of them, there it is, uh, was injured as soon as the operators of the drones in the United States uh, saw that they brought the drone down. It's now 4,000 feet uh, at the bottom uh, of the Black Sea. So what was the American drone doing there? Well, listen, the Russians have drones uh, that can hear conversations in a taxi cab on 6th Avenue in New York City from uh, 12 miles outside the uh, uh, limits of the um, uh, inter- into international waters outside New Jersey and 50,000 feet up in the sky. We have the same thing. The Chinese have the same thing. Uh, the weather balloon was was a weather balloon made to look like a weather balloon. Remember, we were all looking at the weather balloon a few uh, weekends ago. Uh, that was a giant a Chinese spy balloon, uh, and it was shot down only because it drifted into uh, United States airspace. Was the American drone in Russian airspace is a matter for dispute. I don't know that anyone is going to be able to calculate exactly where it was. Uh, there was an agreement going back to the Reagan years uh, that the Black Sea is restricted Russian area, the entire uh, Black Sea. American generals have long bemoaned uh, that agreement. Would the United States comply with the agreement? Apparently not. Uh, A lot of these agreements, as long as they don't involve violence, are not ordinarily uh, complied with. What was the drone doing there? Looking at Crimea so uh, that it could uh, relate to American uh, intel, Defense Intelligence Agency, uh, which would relate it to the CIA, which would relay it to the Ukrainian intel, which would relay it to Ukrainian military. Here's what's going on in Crimea. Here's the uh, amassing of troops. Uh, here's their uh, artillery uh, arsenals. That stuff is on its way uh, to eastern Ukraine to be fired at fill in the blank. So it's an intelligence instrument that it's up there. 
I thought that Senator uh, Graham's comments, we'll run them for you right now, were absurd. Take a listen. Well, we should hold them accountable and say that if you ever get near another uh, U.S. set flying in international waters, your airplane would be shot down. What would Ronald Reagan do right now? He would he would start shooting Russian planes down if they were threatening our assets. He's crazy. He just likes to start war. Well, let me give him the benefit of the doubt. This is the senator who said to Joe Biden, please send a team of assassins to Moscow to assassinate uh, President Putin. This is the Lindsey Graham version uh, of foreign affairs, but uh, uh, which is to lead with violence first and diplomacy uh, second. You don't shoot down a plane with human beings in it because they are molesting uh, a piece of mechanical equipment uh, that, that you have in the sky. How would the Americans feel uh, if the Russians had drones uh, over Mexico? Let's say uh, Putin enters into an agreement with the president of Mexico to fly drones over Mexico so that you can see the eyelashes on uh, Governor Abbott's face in the state house in Texas. I think uh, we can understand uh, how uh, upset the Russians were because we know how upset we would be. But the idea of killing human beings and risking the start of World War III uh, is is crazy. But we ran Senator uh, Graham uh, because he probably shares the views of a lot of people. And the president needs to know that there are people uh, that feel that way. Right now, the drone is 4,000 feet. That is deep. 4,000 feet. Uh, below uh, the Black Sea, uh, on the base of it, there are American submarines and Russian submarines racing to get there first. Speaking of Texas, yesterday in Texas, a federal judge heard, heard oral argument uh, on whether or not the FDA pro- properly approved a, an abortion medication. Now, uh, this medication uh, dislodges uh, the baby, the fetus in the womb from the uterine wall, which of course prevents it from receiving nourishment. It's the first of two medications uh, ordinarily uh, given uh, to result in the spontaneous expulsion of the baby uh, through the birth canal. The argument is that the FDA did not properly approve this medication in the year 2000, 23 years ago. Uh, It's it's almost unheard of that the court would examine the process used by the FDA to approve a drug 23 years after it approved it. But that's the argument in federal court today. Now, when the Supreme Court uh, came down with the Dobbs decision, the uh, author of that court, of that opinion, Justice Samuel Alito, and one of the signers on it, who also wrote a concurring opinion, Justice Brett Kavanaugh, first uh, uh, both said, Uh, This opinion removes from federal jurisdiction anything about abortion. That's pretty sweeping. That means that the feds can't legislate through the Congress on abortion and that federal judges can't hear any cases involving abortion. Well, this is a challenge to the FDA procedures and the only proper way to challenge a federal agency is before a federal court. You can't challenge a federal agency before a state court. So notwithstanding this language in the Dobbs opinion and notwithstanding Justice Kavanaugh, who provided the uh, critical uh, fifth vote 
uh, to overturn uh, Roe versus Wade. Uh, this was properly heard, in my view, by a federal judge uh, in Texas. Now, what this judge is going to do with it, I don't know. Women have been using this pill. And if you're right to life as I am, you condemn the whole abortion process. But I'm, I'm trying to be neutral on this and just look at it from a legal perspective. Um, uh, women have been using this pill and doctors have been prescribing it for uh, 23 years. It's almost absurd that the FDA should have to reconstruct what it did 23 years ago when it approved it, or or that the FDA should have to uh, approve it again. My own views uh, are we shouldn't have an FDA. The federal government should have nothing to do uh, with medication, nothing to do with medicines, nothing to do with health. This is an area reserved by the 10th Amendment to the states. This is big government run amok. Uh, that if you want to sell an aspirin in the United States, you need the approval of federal regulators. But that's where we are. That's where we were yesterday. We'll see how this uh, federal judge in Texas uh, rules. Texas has a very odd system. Uh, You file a complaint in federal court in New Jersey. You file it with the clerk of the uh, federal court in Trenton. The federal court sits in Trenton, the state capital in Camden, a city south of Trenton, and in Newark, a city in the northern part of the state, uh, right near uh, New York City. And the the clerk has what's called a wheel, literally a wheel with judges' names on it, and whoever's name is up at the top of the wheel gets assigned uh, the case. That procedure is followed in every federal court in the union, except in Texas. In Texas, you file the state, you file the complaint, before a particular judge. You can pick the judge. The plaintiffs picked a judge who is a, pro, uh, is a pro-life guy uh, and who probably has a preconceived uh, attitude about the FDA, as I do, uh, that uh, it was wrong when it approved this, uh, judge, uh, approved this uh, product. He didn't seem to reveal that in the oral argument yesterday. We'll find out when his ruling uh, comes down. Uh, This is a a Trump appointee, uh, a person very active in the right to life movement before uh, he became a judge. Should he recuse himself from this case or can he rule properly? Because both sides are entitled to fairness here. The government, as overbearing and wrong as it almost always is, is entitled to fairness. And the people uh, challenging this are entitled to fairness. People challenging it chose this particular federal judge. He heard the oral argument yesterday for four hours. In Supreme Court, you get one hour. So they went through this uh, with great detail. Also yesterday, uh, the uh, U.S. or the, the um, prosecutors for the district attorney in Manhattan interviewed Stormy Daniels. Who's Stormy Daniels? Stormy Daniels is the former porn star who alleges uh, a sexual relationship uh, with former President Donald Trump before he was president. She also alleges that he paid her through a circuitous route, $130,000, not to mention this um, uh, sexual liaison uh, in the days and weeks preceding the 2016 presidential election. That's the one where then uh, Mr. Donald Trump uh, defeated uh, Hillary Clinton. Question is, uh, who, who paid for this and what was it? Uh, It appears as though it was corporate funds from the uh, Trump organization, which would make the payment for campaign purposes uh, illegal. 
Uh, it also appears that this was booked as legal expenses when it really was either hush money or the settlement of a dispute, however you uh, want to call it. So the booking was improper. In New York, for a corporation to hide its expenses is a misdemeanor, a crime punishable by less than a year in jail. However, if the expense itself was illegal, then the hiding of the true purpose of the expense is a felony. So it's not an easy case for the DA in Manhattan to to prove. This is apparently going to be the first indictment of Donald Trump. It could come as early as next week. The, the DA in Manhattan would have to prove that this was really a campaign expense. It appears as though it was because it was intended to keep her from disrupting the campaign by going on national television and saying, I had a sexual relationship with this guy while I was a porn star. Uh, that would make it uh, a felony. And then the hiding of it in the books of the Trump organization uh, would uh, make it a felony as well. That's probably what Donald Trump uh, will be indicted for. And finally, in your hot topics uh, this morning, the BATF, the Bureau of Alcohol and Tobacco and Firearms, is at it again. Gun Owners of America has uh, revealed Uh, And the Epic Times has reported that the BATF is using uh, its ability to subpoena records from uh, Bank of America and Visa, MasterCard, uh, and American Express, and all the uh, big credit card uh, companies uh, to see who has purchased guns. Uh, It is also subpoenaing the bank records uh, using the Patriot Act to do so. I'll explain how that works in a minute. Uh, of of gun dealers to see to whom they're selling guns. The Patriot Act, of course, uh, allows one FBI agent to authorize another FBI agent to seize uh, records held by a third-party uh, custodian. So in this case, they would be seizing records of the bank of the gun dealer. They would be seizing credit card companies from of the credit card company of the records of the gun purchaser. Why does the BATF want this? In order to buy a gun, in most states, you have to be licensed or authorized or permitted uh, by, uh, by the state. And of course, the gun dealer keeps records of his gun sales. The feds desperately, desperately want a federal gun registry. A federal gun registry is prohibited by the Supreme Court of the United States, which ruled that gun regulations are a state matter and not a federal matter. Why do they want a federal gun registry? For two reasons. They want to be able to intimidate gun owners. They want to be able to say, let's see, you're on Social Security. You get $1,500 or $1,750 or $2,000 a month, and you just went out and bought a handgun for $2,000. We think you spent too much money on that handgun. Where is that money coming from? Damn it, it's none of the government's business where that money is coming from. It's none of the government's business how you spend your money. It's none of the government's business what your income is, as long as you are reported properly uh, to the IRS authority. It's none of the BATF's business uh, about uh, tracking guns and buying guns and how much you're spending. They'll go to a 78-year-old man and knock on the door and say, we see that you bought two guns last week. And we know what your income is. Can you show us the guns to make sure you still have them? Think I'm making it up? I'm not. That happened in Wilmington, Delaware. 
where the senior citizen recorded the conversation. The BATF agent didn't know he was being recorded. The senior citizen is uh, aware of his rights under the Second Amendment, and he politely closed the door. If the BATF knocks at your front door asking to see your guns, ask them for their search warrant. They won't have one. Close the door and call the local police and say, there's a guy at my front door with a gun, and he's demanding to see my guns. And you'll see an armada of local police coming to arrest the BATF agent. What does the BATF really want? What does the federal government really want? It wants a federal gun registry. It wants to know who owns what guns. It is dying to have that registry. Right now, there are 51 separate registries for the 50 states and for the District of Columbia. Some of those states, like New Jersey and California, would gladly give that information, if it weren't against the law to do so, to the feds. Other states, like South Carolina, Texas, Florida, Montana, where where the right to keep and bear arms is respected by state law, would never give that information to the feds. Well, why in God's name do the feds want a federal registry of guns? Because they want to know from whom they should seize guns under the right circumstances, like maybe another lockdown for a pandemic, people resisting the lockdown. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. You guys know me. I'm not making any of this up. It is harshly dangerous to the freedom of self-defense for there to be a federal gun registry. Because the first thing dictators do when they take over a government is seize the guns so that the government can't be resisted. And the whole purpose of the Second Amendment is not to shoot deer. It's to protect yourself when the police can't or won't show And it's to shoot at tyrants if they take over the government. The latter is not just me, though I have said it many times. That's Justice Scalia, the late great Antonin Scalia, in the Heller versus District of Columbia decision 2008, which upholds the individual personal right to keep and bear arms. McDonald versus Illinois, Justice Alito, three years later again, upholds the individual right to keep and bear arms and requires the states to recognize it. D.C. versus Heller required the feds to recognize it. And finally, in this trilogy is Bruin versus New York State Rifle Association, Justice Clarence Thomas, just nine months ago, June of 2022, which says not only do you have the individual personal right to own a gun, you have the individual personal right as a law-abiding adult to carry a gun. And how do we characterize this right? As a first-class right, in the same category as the First Amendment. The government has no more right to a registry of gun owners than it does to a registry of book owners, because your right to keep and bear arms and defend yourself is in the same category as your right to think as you wish and say what you think and speak what you say. Oh, if we only had a government that recognized those rights. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom.